Happy New Year, my bestie. Well, well, well. Look what the Grinch drag did. But my <laughs> my friend Esther, it's good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you. Oh, it's delightful. It's to, so good. It's so good to see you. Isn't it just amazing that 2020 was bad and 2021 is already worse? Oh, God, in my wildest nightmares, I couldn't have <laughs> dreamed this year starting off so heinously. I mean, it has not been a week and there's been a coup. There are rumors <laughs> that Kanye West and Jeffree Star are sleeping together in Wyoming. Like the what? chaos, the absolute chaos that is this year. I, I can't do it. But if the rumor that Kim Kardashian and Van Jones are hooking up is true then there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like, that is, mm. that's pretty to me. I like that. You know, I'd prefer to see, if we're talking Kim and political pundits, I'd prefer to see a Kim Kardashian, Steve Kornacki. Mm. That would be mm-hmm. my dream, but that's okay. More Kornacki what about, for me. What about Governor Cuomo and Kim I Kardashian? I love Governor Cuomo. <laughs> I want him all for myself. I love his craggly face. I love both the Cuomo brothers, by the way. I'm Cuomo curious. They're so funny and cute. And they're so controversial, but I do think that their sibling rivalry is the cutest. To die for. It's a turn on. Absolutely. Uh, I'm horny. They're a bit toxic. Are they? Okay. Good to know. uh, They've got a bit of toxic aggro male energy, and I'm here for it. Um. Yeah, so great year. Off great to a good year. start. Um, Racism. Esther, yeah, let's Nazis. just call it. Let's just call it. Let's take let's take the holidays early. I'll <laughs> see you next year. Um, could we quickly highlight a charity for the new year? Yes, I'm so excited about this charity. Um, Esther, you actually found it. So props yeah, to I've- you. Thanks. I've heard a lot about this one over the last year, and it, it has such a catchy name that it keeps like grabbing my attention it's called black girls code yes and it's they're just that it helps black girls code yeah is that a good way to black sell girls it code teaches african-american girls how to code with the goal of creating a generation of black women prepared for the digital workforce now this is pretty shocking a recent report from asu revealed that among women employed in computer science only 12 percent are african-american or latina and in 177 silicon valley firms Less than 2% of all workers are African-American, Latina, or Native American women. Those numbers, Those numbers are fucked. And Black Girls Code provides workshops, after-school programs, and scholarships to young black women interested in computer, coding, or STEM. You can check them out at blackgirlscode.com or follow them on Twitter at Black Girls Code. I love a specific charity where you you hear the name of it and you know exactly what they do. I don't need a charity that's like wildpotatoes.org like I want to know what it is you want a mission statement you want a declarative yeah Yeah. so clear cheeseburger pringles I know what those are (laughs) (laughs) um but anyways yeah cool thanks for giving us all the details on black girls code it's cool I got a google doc up I'm like in 2021 growing up is all about organization information (laughs) Guys, those are the three of you that are left still subscribing, we're going to serve you a great organized <gasps> year of episodes. Th- yes, those that are still listening, God bless you, number one. You've stuck with you, us through a lot. I know. We're so sorry we've been slobs, but we really mean it this time. We're going to be organized. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. No, just this episode, you're going to see how good it is. Don't give up on us, okay? <laughs> 
<laughs> We've got, oh, speaking of listeners, I opened up my hinge for those that listened to our last solo episode. I talked a little bit about my recent dating journey. Opened up my hinge to a message from a, <laughs> a gentleman glow me who heard the story I told about the bad date I went on was like, I promise I won't show up in dirty sweatpants. If you're a gentleman glow me, just skip my hinge. Just hit X. I don't want to hear it. I know (laughs) you've heard so much about my happy trail and like my (laughs) ass, my asshole hairs. Yes. Nipple, labia details. Things that, uh, things that no one, things that no partner should know. So let me just put that as a blanket statement. I have to give it up. This is not an easy podcast to co-host being single because there's a lot there's a lot out there about you that we could dig up just mm. from old episodes. Yeah. So many details. Yeah, real <laughs> real gnarly physical details. Um I mean my gyno, you know, I'm sorry, the listeners of the show know more about me and my vaginal anatomy than my gyno, who has also been on the show. <laughs> And has told us about your vagina. <laughs> Point is, if you're a glomy, swipe left on me, please. Wow. That's really, wow. Okay. It's hard. That is hard. Dating someone that's a fan of yours or listens to your thing is just kind of like off the table, I think. That's that's too, they know too much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Esther, God, here's to many more single adventures uh, that I'll be sharing on glowing up. Let's I'm hope. sitting waiting. I'm sitting and waiting. I want them. I'm going to safely suck and fuck my way through the city. And I want the Gloomies oh my to God. be along for the ride. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> I'm going to get jizzed on. I'm oh, gonna my God. J- I'm going to jizz on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future. I'm sorry. I just had half a spin drift and I'm flying. <laughs> what flavor? strawberry oh that's a good one i'm just a simple little girl i just want to say i i don't know why i'm telling you this but my allergies have been really bad and i use a nasal like a what is this do you, do you ever use this it's a sodium chloride nasal saline nasal spray i use it five times a day do you use this or am i by myself on an island no i you're just talking to the wrong person because I have little to no physical ailments, including allergies. I do not struggle with any of that kind of stuff. I'm just really blessed. So, yeah, you're just you got you're talking to the wrong person. But I'm sure a lot of yeah it hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that must have hurt to hear. <laughs> I love when I think of physical ailments. I love to think of you and I walking through the streets of Las Vegas and me not being able to hold my own purse because it hurt my neck. <laughs> oh, you disgust me. Um, <laughs> Esther, I'm so sorry to hear that your allergies are acting up. And you know what? Can I just say one thing about people with allergies? I'm so what? sick of it. I'm so sick of your shit. I, al- people with allergies are always talking about how it's allergy season. The way that allergy people talk, allergy season's 12 months of the year. What is yeah, it not girl. allergy season? Exactly. Well, they don't call it a season. I don't. I, mean, I don't know why these people call it a season. I have them all year round. If there's Glomies out there that have year-round allergies or just bad allergies, especially in LA, please hit me up. Please hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. I need to hear from you. Look, I, I, need, I need coaching. I need help. This is new to me. And yes, you subscribe to this podcast to hear me complain, and I am sorry. Well, you know what, Esther? This just makes me think of our old friends for Sigmatic that make the mushroom powders. And one thing that Why? Nev- because one thing that I always remembered about the health benefits of benefits of various mushrooms is it's either reishi or chaga. One of them helps with seasonal allergies. Oh, really? So why don't you read a book? No, you know, why don't you uh, – <laughs> Crack open that Four Sigmatic glowing up discount code. I'm sure that thing is still active. I am reading a book. It's called The Run of His Life. You started it. Yes, the O.J. Simpson book. I'm reading it for you and for myself because I'm obsessed with 90s L.A. It's It's so good. It's so good. Look, 2021 is the year that Esther and I support Jeffrey Tubin. I recommended (laughs) Esther read this book that Jeffrey famed zoom masturbator jeffrey tubin wrote about the oj simpson trial and it's what the ryan murphy 
uh, O.J. Simpson show was based on. It's so extensive. It is so in detail. If you're at all interested in, like Esther said, 90s true crime, the O.J. Simpson murder, it is a must read. It goes into a level of detail that you did not know was possible. It's really good. And I, I mean... I also, as you know, re-devoured over the break the um, 30 for 30 ESPN documentary, OJ Made in Mm -hmm. America, which is just, it's also like all about race in in that era. And it's it's really interesting and a good watch. Esther, we have so much to talk about today. We simply cannot waste another minute. Okay, what's up first? First off, it's something that we have been meaning to do for months. The sunscreen review? Sunscreen review. The great glowing up mineral sunscreen review of 2021. I love, can I just say, I love that we're doing this in January because people are not necessarily thinking about sunscreen right now. It's not beach season, but at the same time, it's the start of the year. This is a good time to create a new habit. So if you're slacking on your sunscreen, buckle your seatbelt because click it or ticket and listen up because we're going to help you pick the best new sunscreen of 2021. Much much like allergy season being year round, sunscreen season is year round. You should be wearing sunscreen every day full stop. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm not going to go into more detail on it. Inside, outside, wherever you are, there sunscreen should be. It's true. I, okay, so... These, I believe we're reviewing... Go ahead, sorry. Yes. Well, I was just going to say, a lot of talk about mineral sunscreen. A lot of people are saying that we should all be using a mineral sunscreen. But for me, as a person with very oily skin, mineral sunscreen is so difficult. It is so hard for me to find one that doesn't sit on my face oily. So Esther and I decided there's like a lot of very cool new mineral sunscreens on the market. I was just going to say quickly, just for the people who may be new, who maybe haven't heard us say this a million times, we're talking about mineral sunscreen, which is more commonly referred to as physical sunscreen. There's two kinds of sunscreen. There's physical and chemical. Chemical is like avobenzone is usually that is typically the most common ingredient. It's like a, a benzone um type word and i feel like there's a new study every year that talks about how those chemicals are bad for you and they're carcinogenic whatever i don't have the the true facts but look it up that's real um and whereas physical slash mineral sunscreens usually include the ingredient either titanium dioxide or um what is it Zinc. zinc So you're you're definitely going to see zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. You'll see that in a physical sunscreen, and it's just like it sounds. It's physical. It's it's uh, typically whiter. It's typically thicker. It's typically not as fun. Whereas like the chemical sunscreens, while they're not as good for you, they're definitely like when you when you see a sunscreen, it's like really like thin and and clear and easy, Mm. and Mm. that's a chemical. So it's like you know you gotta choose which one you like we like mineral we like physical yeah that a lot of people say that mineral is like healthier all around or the chemicals don't get in your bloodstream and yeah yeah i mean again as someone with oily skin minerals are really hard for me they're thicker they're oilier that's just the nature of the beast so i was so excited to try some new physical sunscreens and yeah we've got some reviews i'm so excited about this Okay, shall we kick it off? Yeah, let's kick it off. I mean, should I just start with my favorite one, this first one? Sure. I'll start with this. So this sunscreen is by a new-ish brand called Ghost Democracy. And very cool Ghost Democ very cool name. It's a great new brand that's very committed committed to clean beauty. And I think that the word on the street is like any brand that just says clean beauty, that's too vague. And like brands are overusing that, and that's kind of a meaningless term. And Ghost Democracy is all about like unpacking that and going beyond just those words. They, you know, it's not just no sulfates and parabens. They are formulated with no silicones, no essential oils, no fragrance, no drying alcohol, no formaldehyde, phthalates, synthetic dyes. Like they're really transparent about what's in their products. They claim to eliminate the middleman and keep their products really affordably priced. So I was so excited to try their invisible lightweight daily sunscreen. It's a broad spectrum SPF 33. And this product has some 
amazing skin loving ingredients, ingredients that my skin really responds to. You've got your 20% zinc oxide, that's your physical sunscreen, but then it's also rounded out with 4% niacinamide, which is an ingredient that my skin loves and a lot of people's skin loves. It's just like an all around great ingredient for brightness, reducing pores, minimizing pores, just like skin texture, everything. 1.5% artichoke leaf extract, which is high antioxidants and reduces the appearance of pores. And 1.3%, this was most most exciting to me, turmeric, turmeric extract, which helps brighten the appearance of dull skin. Now, that's an amazing lineup. And this product is $33, which is a great price for a high quality, super clean sunscreen. I really, 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 really like this product. As far as... Is this your number one? Um, It's a tie between this one and the next one we're going to talk about. Okay. This is my number two, I just want to say. It's a great, great product. It's made in the USA. It's cruelty-free. It's vegan. I love this brand. I love what they stand for. And this product, as far as a mineral sunscreen goes, is awesome. And I love the other ingredients that are in it. My one complaint, and I do find this with a lot of mineral sunscreens, mineral sunscreens can pill. When you try to put them over a moisturizer because you know we know sunscreen's the last step in your morning routine over moisturizer or if you try to put makeup on top things get a little messy. I have to put this on with no moisturizer underneath or it will pill. But mm-hmm. it sits really nicely on my skin. I don't have shine, I don't have white cast, and I love knowing that these that niacinamide and that turmeric is just going to work on me. I really really like this product. I have to say that you kind of are winning it over for me again because I I did forget that this has really good additional ingredients that are good for your skin just kind of thrown in there, which is nice. But yeah, yeah. this one is uh, – this was my second favorite and there was only two mm. that I liked. We, I think we reviewed one, two, three, four, five sunscreens. I really only loved two. This was one of them. Yeah, not oily, not an oily finish, a very watery, silky texture that kind of sinks into the skin and leaves you feeling moisturized. And again, there's no white cast and no like oily residue, which I love. So big fan of Ghost Democracy. Check them out. They have a lot of great products. I've also been using their moisturizer and face wash. And I, I just like everything they make. Um, now this next one, I was so excited to try this product. This is the product I had the highest hopes for because it was so innovative sounding and it was made by a celebrity, which to me is like two out of two. Mm-hmm. It was the 11 by Venus Williams Unrivaled Sun Serum. And this is a product that's only available at Credo Beauty. Venus Williams partnered with Credo to make a line of mineral sunscreen products. And this one specifically is a sun serum. So it's a 30 SPF 35 lightweight serum that, according to them, applies transparently and absorbs quickly, 25% zinc oxide, and it's supposed to provide hydration and a demi-matte glow. And first of all, this product is $50, which is obscene. No sunscreen Ooh. should cost $50. That's fucking insane. I will say this formula. So we have two products that are 11 by Venus that we reviewed. One is the on the defense sunscreen. And the other one is the serum that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The the on the defense sunscreen was not good. It was like, like I would put it on my face and it would just almost like turn into like honey, pasty chunks, cottage cheese. Yes. So this is the other product, like Esther said, it's just another mineral, kind of like straightforward sunscreen SPF, $30, $42. Truly, I don't know if it was like a temperature change or a formulate, like a batch issue. I can't believe you have the same issue. It came out literally like cottage cheese. I've never seen anything like this. Literally, you'd put it on. I'm going to do it right now for the video. You put it on and it like, it doesn't rub in at all. It's almost like you're applying... Like a like plastic to your face. Let's see. Oh, it doesn't rub in. It becomes completely. Look at chunky. that! It's not rubbing in at all. It's it's just like sticking to my finger or like powder on my face. Look I've at that! Never and for forty two dollars. Yes, yes. It's hard to get off too. It's a complete fail. It's it's like embarrassing. I've never. It's, it's really bad. weird. And it's so expensive. It's like, like it's the, it's a bad scene. Um, the sun serum, though, I will say, which I agree with you, is super innovative. 
I when I was able to get it on my face, I I liked it, but I can't. The packaging is like wacky and it doesn't really come out. Oh, it's impossible. It's a squeeze dropper, which is it's impossible to get it in the dropper. And Esther, it's so fucking oily. I was like oily for days after using it. It's the kind of oil that doesn't go away. It gets everywhere. It's like exactly what I don't want to have on my face. Don't talk to me about a hydration and a demi-matte glow. I looked like a fucking Benihana walk walking around all day. It was no. Such a huge no. I need... I, when a celebrity puts their name on a product, I need it to be the best fucking product that can be made of whatever that is. That's just, that's what I need. I, I need that because we know you. We know your face. We know who you are. I want to feel like you're making me this good product by your, I, I just for me, from you to me. And Credo Beauty too. I mean, Credo Beauty is a retailer that we both love yeah. that has really not to use an overused phrase, clean beauty products and like high integrity brands. And again, to me, what's tripping me up is that price. $50 and $42 respectively, and both the products sucked ass. Get out of here with that. That's a slap in the face. I'm very curious to see like if everyone else on the internet is angry. Um, Okay, let's move on. So this brand is called Everyday Humans, and I had never heard of them, Caroline, until you... um, told me about them and they make a lot of stuff now they sent us like seven different things and I have to say that I kind of didn't understand some of the products they sent like they sent this like face spray that I didn't really get like what the point of it was but and that's a big but they have a product that is my new favorite sunscreen it is now my number one go-to sunscreen. I've been using it. I always do the reach for test. Like whenever I get new stuff to try, what am I reaching for? This is the only one of these that we've reviewed. I reach for over and over again. It's Everyday Humans SPF 30 Gentle Mineral Sunscreen with rose extract, aloe water, and vitamin E. This, it's in this little pink tube. It, 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 it's Let's so good. Back. Let's step back for a second because there's something else about this product that really, really spoke to me on a level that I'm, I don't know if you can hear my voice. I'm getting a little bit emotional about it. It is a gentle mineral sunscreen, like Esther said, with both zinc and titanium. And it's purported to be lightweight and fragrance free. And this is the kicker for sensitive acne prone skin. And it's specifically branded as non-comedogenic. And for me, an oily acne girl to have a mineral sunscreen for me, that promises to not clog my pores, that promises to have zero white cast, that's going to be hydrating, soft and velvety without being too oily. I feel seen. This is like the first time I've ever seen this. It's pillowy. It's creamy. So it rubs right, Rubs just right into the skin. It's, it's a beautiful, wonderful. velvety, soft finish. Like Esther said, there's rose extract and aloe vera juice, which they say soothe the skin and manage oil production, which again is like check and check for me. This is a very cool product. And it's only $25. Ooh, that's cool. I that really, is... yeah, I'm a really big this, fan. This, is, this knocks out Elta MD for me because Elta MD is like this but still has a little chemical sunscreen this is all physical and it's just as good this is my new number one so thank you everyday humans and it's the pink tube they have a lot they have multiple kinds so you got to get this one if you're interested they have a body sunscreen they have another face sunscreen that's not chemical or sorry that is not physical but is chemical called resting beach face um they really they really rock and their branding and their website are so cool. Highly, highly, highly check it out. Highly check it out. Highly. Highly check it out. Should we shout out the last two? Yeah. Okay. So one that we want to shout out is a sunscreen that I read a lot about that is so awesome. And I want to make sure people know about it. It's by the brand Unsun and it's their mineral tinted broad spectrum face sunscreen. It's a 100% mineral sunscreen primer and color corrector in one, and the sunscreen was specifically formulated to cover a range of skin tones from olive to dark chocolate without leaving behind a ghostly residue. 
And look, I think women with more melanin, women with darker skin tones struggle with mineral sunscreen because of that white cast and it can kind of Mm -hmm. make your skin, make their skin, I should say. It sometimes like doesn't give the most flattering finish if you have beautiful, beautiful, darker skin, much more beautiful than Esther's and I's. (laughs) And this sunscreen is specifically like color formulated, almost like looks kind of gray when you squeeze it out onto the hand. And it... It's a, it just apparently is way better suited for darker skin tones, and people love it. I want to make sure I have the price right. I think it's $50, but I'm like, did I copy and paste this Venus Williams one by accident? I'm not I'll sure. just say, though, that it's the formula for the Unsun Oh, it's $29. It's $29. Oh, good. The, the formula is there. It's just a little too deep for my skin tone. So it does, that, come, I in, choose. It does come in light and there's like a light medium and a medium dark. There's two There's two colorways. Oh, I have the light medium and it's still, it's a, it's a little too deep for me. But well, you do have the complexion. Formula. You do have the complexion of a haunted Victorian doll. So thank you so much for that. I do look like a piece of paper that has, that's like really stained. No, I mean, yeah, your printer paper, your sentient printer paper. But (laughs) point is, this is so great product, cool product. Check it out, especially if if you have more melanin or beautiful darker skin and you've struggled with the white finish on mineral sunscreens in the past. And then we have just one more, right? Yeah, it's Cyberderm Simply Zinc Ultra Tinted Transparent Sunscreen Lotion. I thought it was pretty good, but it's actually just like not one that I reach for like it just I'll probably give it to a friend like it's very thin and watery oh I did get this and I gave it to my mom already okay alrighty then <laughs> so anyways that's the 2021 sunscreen review you guys wear sunscreen I know most of you are staying at home um wear it indoors oh by the way oh what by the way what I'm still using your CC Cream It Cosmetics recommendation. I am actually mostly using that for my sunscreen because that's a physical tinted sunscreen. Well, the problem there is you need, I need so little of that product for coverage. And, you know, typically what skin experts say is when you're putting sunscreen on your face, you want like a quarter's worth or like multiple dimes worth of sunscreen coverage on your face. So that's I'm a really just, good point. So my chosen way to incorporate that product is to put that grain of rice amount into my sunscreen and mix it all up and put that on. That's no, you're right. That's really smart. I mean, look, I, Esther, I say this with all due respect from the bottom of my heart with all the love I can muster. You're a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love you. Oh, I love you gosh. Too. I... Uh, yeah, God, I love sunscreen. I get so crazy and passionate about sunscreen. I have to say, I'm still on my Elta MD UV Clear. I love that product. Elta MD. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I think I just think that the everyday humans is better. No. Yeah, for me, that niacinamide is so key, and I'm so happy that oh. Ghost Democracy has it. But man, my skin loves it. Okay. We've got more to cover on the new and improved Glowing Up. With a direction and a plan. Should we talk Ashley Graham? Yeah, let's do that. Esther, do you remember what this this segment was called? Should you watch it or should you not? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. This week we watched a YouTube video that was so clickable for me, which is everything I eat in a day as a supermodel with Ashley Graham for, I believe it's like Harper's Bazaar. Mm. Um, And I thought this was really well done. Should we just, let's talk about what we saw. Yeah. First of all, these videos that Harper's Bazaar does, they've like cracked some code of like exactly the kind of content I want to see where they just get famous people to talk about what they ate in a day. Yeah. I'm definitely like after watching this one, I want to watch them all, but I, I love right out the gate that she's like, look, I'm a big caffeine girl. She says she drinks three to four coffee, cu- cups of coffee a day, but also so a gallon of refreshing. water. Yeah, I don't yeah. do that. But I love that she drinks a lot of water and a lot of coffee. I just 
I I'm get just it. So sick of caffeine consumption being demonized and villainized in the health and wellness media. Like caffeine, I know it's so annoying. Like caffeine. Oh, I can't do too much caffeine. I just switched to matcha and I'm so much happier. And like, oh, caffeine like makes my stomach upset or this and that. Like to see a beautiful, strong woman just be completely open about the fact that she drinks four cups of coffee a day. I'm here for it. I thought we all agreed that like coffee was cool and we all like it and it wakes us up and it gives us energy. Like, yes, like, come on. I love coffee so much. It's my one drug. Anyways, I love that. She also, something I never have thought to try, not that I really eat eggs, but she oh, said yeah. she puts oat milk in her scrambled eggs, which I'm as, like, oh, and she yeah, like make them fluffy. It. Yeah, to make it fluffy, which was like, oh, that oat milk does so much for my latte i bet it would do a lot for my eggs so i mean the fact that you're that not was interesting pouring a drizzle of oat milk in everything you eat is surprising to me i'm shocked um Thank we are skipping so the part where she said that she wakes up and her and her baby listen to something called maverick city christian rock music and we are skipping that for a reason because I blacked it out. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to skip it, but um, just want to get on the pa- same page that we are skipping that. So Ashley Graham then continues to talk about what she snacks on. This is pre-lunch. And the high and low of what she's eating, mm-hmm. I responded to it so much. Mm-hmm. She's just like, look, in ev- any given day I'm snacking on, it's ranging from bone broth to peanut M&Ms to cookies. I to like, avocado with salt. Plain avocado with sea salt and olive oil, which is she scooping that out with a spoon? No cracker I, it, was mentioned. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when I went to my to get my yearly physical the year before I left for college and my doctor was like, "Don't fall in to what most college girls do where they'll eat a salad and a big thing of soft serve ice cream for dinner in the dining hall. She was like, that's what the girls do. They eat a salad and ice cream and it just, and they like think they're being healthy, which I'm like, that does sound healthy, but Mm. it reminds me like, I feel like that's Ashley Graham's like, like her diet inspiration because she's eating, like you said, one really healthy thing like avocado and sea salt and then one not healthy thing, peanut butter M&M's. It's that dichotomy that I respond to as as someone that kind of gets tripped up because I so enjoy like the healthiest things in the world, like vegetables and I like making my own bone broth and like putting chicken feet in it. But I also can like get down on Twizzlers nibs and I'm like, who am I? I'm polar opposites, like, who is this monster? I'm like, no, it's it's okay. Like, you like what you like, and you might run the gamut any given day. But Esther, we have to talk about her lunch, because her what she said about her lunch, I can't shake it. What? She gave a huge shout-out to our friends, Sweet Green Salads. It made me want one so badly. It made me want one so badly, and um, I say friends in the sense that they do not provide us. This is like a one-sided friendship, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> they don't this do anything. This is a desperate plea for Sweet Green to uh, notice us. <laughs> notice us, if you're listening, please. Um, and she said, because I, you and I have talked about the, the quickness with which we can eat a Sweet Green salad. I don't want to take the words out of your mouth, but you've referred to it sometimes as you eat it so fast you're drinking it. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I will sometimes finish a sweet green and I'll want more. Yep. And according to Ashley Graham, when she was pregnant with her baby, she would often eat two sweet green salads for one lunch. So cool. So cool. So cool. Yes. Well, the only thing that would be cooler is if she said she did that when she wasn't pregnant. I know. Like, she was very much like, now that I'm not pregnant, I don't do that anymore. But I'm going to choose to ignore that. And yeah, I mean, fuck, it sounds good. I love like a healthy hunger. Like when you're hungry and you just go in, but you can like feel healthy about it because you're eating two salads. Like it's not like you're having four cheeseburgers. You're just having two salads. Oh, God, it's so erotic. It's just like <laughs> stuff, stuff. It's me so full. confident. It's assertive. It's a lot of salad, and I'm so here for it. I love that she said she eats early dinner. 
How was I a big, love, a big moment for you? I know. I love early dinner. I think eating dinner at five or six is so key. You don't go to bed full. You know, you, it just, I love it. I love it. Or she dinner. said it frees her up to have a late night snack. And True. then she won't feel like too full after that late night snack, which I love. It's like her whole diet is constructed to snack more. I'm like, yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And she also said that, okay, can't relate to the part when her hot husband cooks oh. her this amazing oh. lamb stew. I could relate to that part, but it was awesome. She's awesome. She's very like more, she's more personable. I haven't heard her like talk that much. She does a yeah, lot of I like, like her. She's she does a lot of like big like uh like rawr! like she makes like a lot of like crazy sounds but it like worked. Yeah. She's so beautiful yeah, it that it wasn't, worked. Yeah. Oh, she did mention that she has a favorite food city which felt like the ultimate rich person flex of like my favorite food city is Calabria, Italy. And it made me think like do I have a favorite food city and I feel like I know yours. Is your Skokie? Well, I that was my first guess, but my first guess for myself, but then I didn't want to be too basic. I think mine is either L.A. or Portland. I have to – I mean, L.A. is an amazing food city, and it, uh, we don't talk about that on the podcast enough. It's – every cuisine, you can find, like, the best – and my favorite thing is, like, the best, like, strip mall version of that when it's, like, an mm. unassuming – like place in a strip mall that you would never look twice at and yet they make like the most amazing pho you've ever had or the most amazing birria or like you know insert amazing regional delicacy ethiopian food like i would not have ever tried that and it is so good here in los angeles with so little ethiopia good. so fucking good Oh, but what's wait? Yeah. But is your favorite food city? I feel like it's the. I, was it Spain or where were you when you really fell in love with tin fish? Oh gosh, Lisbon, just Portugal mm-hmm. at large. Portugal, Ugh. okay. Yeah, I love. I I don't know if I have a hardcore favorite food city. I mean, I loved Morocco. I have to say, the tagines that you would get served in Morocco, like a heaping lamb. Hey Ashley like plum preserved lemon stew. Oh, that was some good shit. Oh, oh God. But LA, I'm going to give it to LA. Cool. I've had really good sustainable sushi in Portland and really good. There's this place called Nong's, like chicken and rice or something in Portland that is so good. Like I just, I feel like the food there is great. And I'm, I, of course, mine is a US city because I don't travel enough to really, uh, you know. No, totally, totally. Your passport's just like a selfie of yourself that you printed out. (laughs) Um, So, Esther, would we recommend people watch this? What do you think? Mine is actually a big, strong yes. I think that you don't need to watch this one because we just told you everything you needed to know. We did. But this series of what celebrities eat in a day is really well done. They have lots of graphics on the screen, so it's like fun to watch. I highly recommend. Highly Highly recommend this series and send us your faves. I mean, I know Kylie has one, but can't really. Oh, I think Kylie has one. Oh, I think we. I think we watched that. Was that the one where she like wouldn't tell us what her favorite tea drink was because she's like it's gonna sell out. Oh yeah, that Maybe sounds I, familiar. I think I think I suspected that it was yerba mate. Anyways, Caroline. Yes. Is it time for? Is it time for? For. Sad women of history. Sad women of history. (laughs) Let's do okay beauty news. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Oof, God, so much good stuff. This is so stupid, but we're basically copying our friends at Eyewitness Beauty, and we want to just talk a little more about beauty news. I mean, Esther and I are DMing each other new releases all the time, and like having thoughtful conversations about like new palettes or new skincare lines in the DMs. Yeah, very thoughtful. Um. Thoughtful is like LOL and all lowercase. No, I. <laughs> so I was like, why not? Why not bring that flavor to glowing up? So will you tell us what you were sending me this week? So I saw that this week Mac Cosmetics released a nine shade eyeshadow palette inspired by the Sims video game, and it's called the Mac Sims palette. 
which is just like I'm I'm pretty much always here for a licensing deal with any big mm-hmm. makeup brand, whether it's Me a too. food or a dead celebrity like Selena, like um uh like the Polly Pocket collection. You know, like literally I am such a fucking consumerist whore. Yeah, I same. love when businesses come together mm-hmm. against all odds and create a <laughs> flashy consumerism moment. You know what I mean? Licensing deals just get me off. So, and this one's just stupid. Like The Sims, like you, you never think of makeup when you think of The Sims. It does nothing to do with beauty. I didn't personally play The Sims and I don't want you to correct me and like tell me that, oh, The Sims is all about makeup. Like nothing about this makes sense and I'm so here for it, but it gets better. There's a controversy around the MAC Sims makeup palette, which is like more than I could ever hope for. <laughs> So first of all, people were really disappointed because it's like a super dumpy and boring, smoky eyeshadow palette. Like there's no vibrant colors. Like when you think Sims, you think like the little like green, like Ooga Booga thing on their head or I don't know, like magical colors, but it's truly the most boring, like violet toned, smoky palette. It makes absolutely no sense. It's so lazy. It's it's so lazy. It looks like... They just had a random palette that didn't sell and they just slapped the Sims sticker on top of it. Like it is so makes no sense. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Well, Esther, your intuition is 100% correct because first people on Twitter noticed that only the cardboard sleeve that the palette came in had any Sims branding on it and the palette itself had no Sims branding. And I'm sorry, when you're buying a collaboration, like when you're buying an unnecessary palette, for God's sake, that palette better have some razzle fucking dazzle on it because that's what you're staring at in your drawer when you never open it for the five years you keep it. And it turns out some Twitter sleuths discovered that the palette was exactly identical to a palette sold in 2017. It was this something called, they basically repackaged a palette called the Solar Glow Times 9, which has the same exact shades and the same names. And all <gasps> Mac did was just put it in a Sims box. How fucked is that? Oh, I feel betrayed. I feel not good about this, Mac. Mac oh, is like the awful. original makeup collaborator machine. They they can't be like being cheap on us right now. They they need to like like reclaim their market share and collabs and make them amazing. Oh, this is a huge misstep. One hundred percent. I'm disappointed. I'm hurt. I'm shocked. I'm betrayed. I'm owed an apology. Oh, at the I'm very owed least, a, I'm owed a coupon. I, I, I'm owed for my time. A gift card. I would even say I'm owed a free studio makeover. I'm owed a tiny <laughs> bottle of Fix Plus for this. Mm, a friends and family discount. Come on. Anyway, I just thought that was so funny. It's so shameless. Like, and also in the age of Twitter, people are gonna figure you out. Like, yeah, don't come from the makeup community. They're they're fucking ruthless. Okay, Caroline, can we please get to the segment that like everyone is here for today? We're you bringing know, back a you know that segment. Everyone mm. wants to know. Mm. what you think about this subject. So we have a little segment that we did a few times last year. We're bringing it back. It's very important. It's called Sad Woman of History. We highlight a woman who is a sad woman. She's just dark. She's sad. And we kind of try to discuss if we'd like to be her friend or not at the end of it. But today's episode is special because today's Sad Woman of History, she's Mm. timely. She's in the news. She's... Sad. (laughs) She's sad. She's fascinating. She's one of a kind. She is none other than, by popular request, I might add, Hilaria Baldwin. Hilaria. Also known as Hillary Hayward Thomas. Also known as Alec Baldwin's wife. Also known as a podcaster, author, yoga instructor. And also known as running a decades-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person. Yes. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> and look, we got a special request from a Glomi, uh, the guy that messaged me on Hinge. No, we got a special <laughs> request from a Glomi to cover Elaria uh, on 
on on an episode. So we're going to do it. And uh, let's just say it's um, our pleasure. And to, I don't know. I don't know any Spanish. Um, it's we're, let's do it. Okay. Uh, vom- come on, vamanos. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Esther, what do you, what did you know about Heredia Baldwin before last week? Okay, so not a lot actually. For someone who's obsessed with celebrities, like I really always overlooked her, and I always thought of her as kind of like a Melania Trump type. Like I just assumed she was from a different country. She was super hot, super rich, just had the dream life, and just figured it all out. And that's basically it. Like I just was that person in our culture is not exciting to me. Like. I don't know, like the person who can just pop babies out and then lose a lot of weight and like be really fitness forward and rich from being yeah. married to a famous person. I'm just kind of like snooze, like snooze button by. Yeah, Esther, everything you're saying is completely spot on. I've always been a little annoyed by her. One, like you mentioned, she seems to really like to flaunt the fact that she loses baby weight super fast. She has five kids with Alec Baldwin and like, Whenever she pops out the kids, it's like two weeks later, she's posting a bikini selfie and being like, oops, like I'm so naturally in shape that this was like so easy and anyone can do it. And it's like always feels tone deaf, like, look, yes, all bodies, but like, bitch, I don't need to see that. She also, I remember on This Week had me like we used to cover that she would like upload weird exercise videos where she'd be like, like sometimes to like work out my abs, I like wiggle my waist super fast. And she'd be like weird doing these like small waist wiggles and being like oh my abs are so sore and it's like you s- no. how bored how bored are you think about that like how bored do you have to be that you have nothing else to do but you post a video of you wiggling your abs it's what is that mental illness she's what desperately trying to find a niche and mm-hmm. i have to say being the wife of a famous blowhard and having your thing be that you're super in shape is not enough, which kind of leads us to the next part of her persona, which is that Hilaria Baldwin, uh, over the years, has given countless interviews where she boasts of her childhood and family living in Mallorca, Spain, and claiming that she moved to the U.S. when she was 19 to attend NYU. She was on the cover of a Spanish magazine, Ola, where she self-identified as a Spanish person. Her wedding to Alec Baldwin was this, like, Spaniard fest- festivalia where they like, she was like holding a fan. They like did their vows in Spanish. And like she, and she speaks and has spoken with over the years, a Spanish accent or maybe a Spanish lilt, I should say. And famously, uh, I'm sure everyone's seen this clip, was on live television and forgot the English word for cucumber. So Ilaria Baldwin, we think of her, she's a, whatever she is, she's Spanish, right? So turns out, no. First Twitter user Lenny Briscoe tweeted, we have to admire Hilaria Baldwin's commitment to a decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person. And my friend Tracy Morrissey went deeper on I Instagram love her. story. She's, I love she's, her. We should have her on the podcast. She's, she's I would love so that. cool. She's, she really like she does rocks. the Lord's work. Yeah, she's found carved out a niche for herself of like exposing celebrity lies on Instagram and I'm so here for it um oh god I'm a big fan and she's a cool she's a cool ass chick so they basically dove deep and discovered that Elaria Baldwin was not born in Mallorca no 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 she was born Hillary Hayward Thomas and she was born in Boston Born and bred in New England, daughter of a Harvard Medical School professor, mother, and a Georgetown-educated lawyer father. And yes, Ilaria's parents retired to Spain, but they spent a majority of their lives in the U.S. Both of her parents are like multi-generational, have like a multi-generational American roots. Her dad's family They're like is like... pilgrims. <laughs> her dad's family goes back to the fucking Revolutionary War or something. Literally. And she grew up in Boston and several of her former classmates come forward. They're like, I went to high school with her. She was she was known as Hillary. She had absolutely no accent. She was she is not a Spanish person whatsoever. So people are coming forward. Tracy's doing the work. It turns out Hilaria is Hillary. And she's just been lying or at the very least, potentially intentionally 
obscuring the fact that she was she is not a native born Spanish person and is maybe like impersonating someone, which like begs so many questions. It's like, you know, it's fucked up. First of all, first of all, why do you feel the need to like? Yeah, are lie. you trying to seem more interesting? Is it right. to like? Is it to ins? Is it to like further her career as a yoga instructor in New York before she met Alec Baldwin? Like, is you know what was the goal of that? And it's also like so so fucked up to co-opt like the experiences of and we don't say people of color because Spanish people people from Spain are technically white Mm -hmm. uh, but to co-opt the experience of let's say Latinx people and like and or like their struggles as your own also taking like those opportunities like being on the cover of Ola magazine away from someone who's actually of that heritage which by the way like why even have why are you even on that just because you're Alec Baldwin's wife whatever I don't know I it's definitely not good what she's done and I even saw online someone was speculating like did she do that to get Alec Baldwin to like her like I don't know it's just it's like a whole creepy sad thing and I really do feel bad I'm like you know I I know some people who have told like those major crazy lies that they've got caught doing yeah and it's like it's like it's like dark it's like why it's really sad and i i don't know i just feel really bad for these people and like it's embarrassing it's really childish so embarrassing and when it involves race i don't know it's just like i don't know it's pretty dark and twisted and she addressed it on instagram and uploaded a lengthy rambling video where to her credit she does out the gate admit that she is a white girl but on the flip side she says she's really proud of who she is and she says that she spent some of her childhood in spain and she gave an interview to the new york times later and her new rap seems to be that she split her time between spain and boston or what it seems that she maybe spent summers in spain but to like spend summers in spain and go by Hilaria and claim identity as a Spanish person is such a it's such a big jump. My biggest question is like so okay clearly she grew up wealthy, right? Like they have the vacation house in Spain, they're traveling, whatever yes. it is. Yes. Yes. Lawyer father, professor mother. Yeah. So why did you marry Alec Baldwin if you already mm-hmm. had wealth like I I just feel like if you're gonna marry Alec Baldwin like you and you don't have to like why well she was working as a yoga instructor in the city so you'd have to imagine she wasn't making the big bucks I mean I mean look Alec Baldwin's a blowhard he's an asshole he's an alleged million things he's got anger issues but you cannot deny about, that in the go ahead in the 80s no, and no, 90s no. he was super hot Ugh, i guess yeah you're right no you're i don't right. know i don't know why she married him but i do want to say that like in the video she blames it on everyone but herself her new like talking her new talking point is that like people misreported it and it just, she never reads articles about herself. So she never caught the mistakes and everyone else just like did sloppy journalism. And she, she never claimed to be born in Mallorca, which is such bullshit. I hate, that's where like she crosses a line at first. It's like sad and confusing and kind of like cloudy problem. But then to blame it on everyone else and blame it on the media when like so clearly you've been like very aggressively pursuing this identity of being Spanish. <laughs> so aggressive. She was like, like yes, so I was on the aggressive. cover. I was on the cover of Ola magazine and like did a million interviews with like various online Spanish publications. But like I never said I would like what? Like who me? Like it was also an you're there's no way she doesn't read articles about herself and like there's no disrespect like I read articles about myself and I I know like anyone with Instagram if there's an article written about you you read it like unless you're like off social media living a private life like I just don't buy that yeah and it's this brings up a lot of things for me too because like I'm half Persian you know I'm half Iranian my mom's Iranian and like I always struggle with like is it 
is it co-opting if I like loud and proud claim my Iranian heritage? Like I know I am Iranian, but like I didn't grow up in a fully Iranian mm-hmm. household. I don't speak Farsi. I didn't grow up with a ton of other Iranian people. Like I'm really mindful. I, I'm not saying I relate to this, but like I understand like the guilt or like the duality you can feel when you like want to claim this heritage, but maybe you like don't haven't like earned it or like I don't, I don't know I'm like maybe for some in some ways Alaria is more Spanish than I'm Iranian she speaks Spanish she did spend a lot of time in Mallorca like her parents live there like that's more Spanish than I'm Iranian like it's all such a complicated area and it I I, I mean I feel so differently on this subject than you as you probably know like I'm half Jewish and I'm not even the technical side of Jewish like whereas there's a lot of Jewish people that don't consider me Jewish because my mother is not Jewish but I feel like I can claim to be what I want to be if that's in my DNA. Like, my dad is Jewish. My name is Esther Pavisky. Oh, like, yeah. I was raised being told by my father that I'm Jewish and I choose to believe him. And like, yeah, he should have probably had my mom convert if he really wanted that to be. <laughs> You're going to say had techni- my mom killed. <laughs> <laughs> technically true. But that's how I identify. And people are so free to, people are allowed to feel that I'm not really Jewish, but I'm also allowed to feel that I really am and I do. So I don't know. I'm curious, like, does that bother you? Like, how do you feel about that? No, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, you are Jewish. You have Jewish blood. And, like, part of me is really bothered by Alaria, but part of me understands that if you grew up in the culture, you have a really, really strong tie to it. Mm-hmm. Your parents maybe live there. You spend a lot of time there. Like, I get that she identifies and relates totally. to and, like, embraces Spanish culture. But, yeah, like, changing your name, leaning in. She just took it like a crazy girl step too far. You know what I mean? I'm with you, though, on, like, understanding it, too. You know, I grew up very, very close to my best friend's family who's Cuban and, like, spent most of my childhood at her grandma's house and felt very taken in by their family. And, like, whenever I'm around them, I always feel like, oh, my God, like, the Cuban culture, like, this is where I belong, just the way that we all behave together. So I get it. Like, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I feel like I'm in the Cuban family. I get it. Like, I know what that feels like. But that said... (laughs) I you're not Cuban. I am not Cuban and I am not changing my name to Esther it, though it does have a nice ring to it <laughs> so what do we think Esther I mean Esther you know would we be friends with Elaria is she a Caroline or an Esther like <laughs> I mean is, I, I you know what it's not even about the Spanish stuff It's about the fact that she likes to talk about how much she loves jogging. It's about the fact that she (laughs) likes to brag about how easy it was to lose the baby weight, about how she loves to constantly work out. For those reasons alone, we would not be friends with her, and she is neither an Esther nor a Caroline. Fully agree. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, son. Um, Esther, I think that's all we have for today. I know. I'm so happy to be back hanging out with you. Caroline, let's do more episodes that are just me and you. But you guys let us know. Comment on the Instagram post of this episode and make sure you're following at Glowing Up Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Um, and let us know, do you want more solo episodes of just me and Caroline? What are your favorite segments that you want to see returning? Like, We want to listen to you. We want to know what you guys want. We will put the time in. Tell us what you want out of this show. We really appreciate the Gloamies and definitely Definitely um, remember to check out eatfishwife.com. And Caroline, I believe there's still some smoked tuna left on your website. We have officially sold out of smoked tuna, but we are now taking pre-orders that will ship out in February. For what? For the, sorry, for the smoked tuna. Okay, cool. Anything else we can pre-order yet? Not yet, but watch this space. We've got some very exciting products coming out this year. Okay, cool. And And I'm... Busy in development on my new diet. Today I just 
oh, submitted a new die test to my die house I'm really excited about. And in a couple of weeks, we're launching a whole new design that is based on a really cool 1950s wallpaper that I'm obsessed with. So sleepoverbyester.com for that. And if you want to be, of course, like I always say, if you want to be the first to know before the shirts sell out because they're all in limited handmade batches, text my text number 847-648-9098. And you will be the first to know about when that drops. Esther, I think I, I think yeah. that's it. I love you. Yes. Yeah, I love. love I guess glow-mates. we love each other. <laughs> love is a complicated word. It can mean many things. Esther, Godspeed, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. A podcast network.